and yes, you are back for the third installment of your one day soon to be favorite podcast, Echoes from the Void. That's right, kid. <laughs> so, I don't know, man, what's been happening? What has been happening? This is, it's, but it has been a busy week. I don't know, they all seem to be busy weeks. It's just, ah, that's just how it is, really, isn't it? But, god damn it, so, Hot Pilates cancelled again. So frustrating. I'm going to have to try and find a new spot because, yo, you know what I mean? It's, I, I think it's just like, you need those things in life that help you center, help you focus, help you find that zen as it was but you know when the shit gets cancelled it leaves you in a predicament you know what I mean and the worst thing about it so I'm coming home I'm a bit ugh and some arsehole nearly runs me over then tries to blame it on me you know ugh it was just it was ridiculous it was a whole crazy situation it would have made it probably the sick friggin time i've been run over as well and i don't need to add any more to that tally but um yeah so that was that but um oh i've just started watching stranger things i know i'm kind of late but um yeah it's all right it's not too bad i hate all things 80s but eh, so far it's been cool but i did see the other day, the um, the uh, what's her name, Millie Bobby Brown, has um. Well, before I even get to that though, I don't know. Every time I saw something about Stranger Things, I always thought that we know Narida was the weird bald-headed girl, and I always just thought, yo, Winona looks different, man. She. Boy, she's they've really done something to make her look young and shit. And um yeah, now I realise that was wrong. But anyway, yeah, so I saw um that Millie Bobby Brown has quit Twitter. Quit Twitter. And she's not the first person over the last few weeks that have twit 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 twit, twit quit Twitter because of online bullying. And Like, don't get me wrong now Because bullying isn't a good thing But Social media bullying Let's, come on, it's not bullying It's not bullying It's bullshit When you can block someone That ain't bullying Because trust me (laughs) If you could block someone from real bullying then that would be a not whole different thing. You know what I mean? This, this, yeah. I mean, that social media shit ain't bullying. You can block someone. You don't have to listen to their bullshit. Don't read the fucking comments, man. As everyone knows people write hate. It's not exactly a new thing. Let's not try and make this out to be something new that's just suddenly happened. It's not. We all know that. But... It definitely, you know, bullying is being chased around the spot. You know what I mean? Being, being every day being like called names, being attacked. That's some bullying shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, like, people are getting a bit too precious, I feel. You know what I mean? But, hey, as I said, look, it's not a good thing to victimise people. And social media is rife for that, where everyone's just... Oh, people just feel that you've got this platform, so... No one needs to know who you are, so now you can just voice everything that's on your mind. Regardless of how it's going to make someone else feel and I was like, yo, just slow your roll, man Just chill for a bit Just realise that People don't really want to hear all your bullshit If you've got something negative Keep that to yourself, man You know, unless you're going to be constructive That's fine If you're constructively going to say I didn't like that film because blah, 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 and blah That's alright But if you're just coming with the hate Hey, just keep that shit to yourself, you know? But, um... Yeah... That is that. Um, you know... Oh, man, I've been to some good gigs this week. I saw, um... Def Cab for Cutie... At the, uh, Southbank Centre. It was part of, uh... The Meltdown Festival. So, every year... They, you know, they, they, they have this thing called the Meltdown Festival at the South Bank Centre. And it's curate, cur- ugh, curated by a different person. So, they've had um, Yoko Ono. They've had... My mind's blank. They've had a whole heap of other things. I think David Bowie did it one year, you know. But yeah, they've had all manner of famous people and they do it. This year it's Robert... My my words are just gone today. But Robert Smith from The Cure. So he's curating it. And uh, yeah, Def Cab came and did a spot. And it was good. It was real good. Um, A band called Fear of Men with a support. And yo, their sound... It, it was alright They sounded good The only problem was The the levels on the microphones It was terrible So you, could, you couldn't really hear What the uh, What the singer was singing You know Which was a shame Because on the last song um, It seemed a bit louder And that was really good The last song was really good so it was a shame that the rest of it, you know, it was a shame the sound wasn't that great. Um, but Def Cab came in, and yeah, it was it was a whole different thing. They reconfigured everything, and uh, yeah, that, that I think it's I think it's like the tenth ten year anniversary of um, Narrow Stairs. No, it's not the ten. I think it's 15 actually 15 year anniversary of Narrow Stairs One of their albums And um Yo it was just really good hearing those songs live again Because I think the last time I saw them live Was at the Milton King Bowl Ah And I think they were supporting Jay Which is kind of ironic But um Yeah it's been a while Since I've seen them live and yeah, it was just real good hearing that, hearing the songs, songs again and everything, you know. So that was a fun concert. Um, 
Yeah, it was a, it's always a different crowd at a Southbank Centre, though. Always a different crowd. Um, not as energetic as some things, I feel. Um, but ain't the big gig this week, really. The, the, the crazy was, um, yeah, on the run tour, part two. Woo! So I went for the Saturday night. Um, yeah, let's just listen for a second. Okay, so Jay-Z and Beyonce gig at the uh, London Arena in Stratford has just finished. And God damn it, they brought it. That was off the chain. Um, here with my girl Donna. What did you think of the concert? It was just simply off the radar. Absolutely fantastic performance. Spot on. The crowd was booming. They were absolutely spot on. Jay-Z and Beyonce were a perfect double act. They absolutely rigged the songs in perfect order. And it was fantastic. The whole crowd was rocking. I didn't sit down for a minute. Like, you don't come out to many concerts, so, like, you know what I mean? How did you find the atmosphere in the place? It was just booming. The place was packed. It was just, like, something I've never seen before. It was absolutely roaring. Absolutely. It was just... The atmosphere was just... It was just out of this world. All right, so who did you come for, J or B? To be honest, I came for B, but you know what? Jay really surprised me. I wasn't really a fan of him, but you know what? I'm starting to warm to him now, and he he delivered. He delivered tonight. Okay, so what was your favourite part of tonight? Other than the company, of course. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah, it was just... Um, my favourite part was... Um, Actually, Jay-Z's parts, actually. It was parts of his old albums and the way they sort of integrated into each other and they interchanged. Those were the favourite parts. But I like the more catchy tunes and everything from his old albums. That was my favourite, actually. Um, I thought Beyonce was going to be a bit more punchy, but she was good, but Jay-Z was absolutely on top form for me. See, I think it just all melded together. You know what I mean? They, they came out, they started with, you know, something off of um, Watch the Throne, and they just melded everything together. Started off with a lot of collaboration stuff, then they went into doing solo pieces from their individual albums. You know, they added new twists to songs, they layered things up differently. They just brought it, they built it. Everything built and built and built. It was a layered gig, you know. The, the, the atmosphere in the place, it couldn't have been more electric. It was just, hey, it's been one of the best gigs of the year so far. I've got to say that. All right, well, that was that. And um, enjoy the rest of the podcast, people. So, yeah, the concert was, it was so good. Yeah, I have to say, it's, it's probably, the it, yeah, definitely the best 
that um, I've been to so far this year. And, you know, the big thing at the end of the concert was that they dropped the new album, you know, which I, I don't think anyone was really expecting. And that was like, yeah, that was something, man. That was definitely, yeah, it was, you know, they dropped the video for Ape Shit. And then just at the end, it was just like, yeah, now available. It was like, yo, what the fuck's just happened here, man? You know what I mean? So, you know, when you look at it uh, on a marketing point of view, it was just well done, man. Yeah, you have to give it to them. Um, Hey, the funniest thing, right? So, you know, they just done two and a half hours. That The venue... You know, the, the the London Stadium was just packed. Yeah, I th- think they probably... It's probably three-quarters packed. Because, you know, they had to take out a lot of seats for the setup and everything like that. But, yeah, the place was packed. Everyone's just standing throughout, just jamming. And um, so just before, they, you know, they dropped the video and the announcement and everything like that. So Beyonce's on stage and she's just like, yeah, I just want to thank everyone for coming. You know, really appreciate it. So we want to share this with you. So they dropped the video, the announcement, boom. And then that was it. And then my friend, she's like, just turns to me and says, oh, they could have said thanks. They didn't say goodbye. I'm just like, oh, that was my... Uh, female voice by the way um but yeah i was just like wait what do you want man <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just like yo they played two and a half hours they just dropped this big news like what else do you want you, you want to thank you they just said thank you you want another thank you you want another thank you for coming like yeah people be crazy man people just aren't happy with the shit they're given yeah, I just thought that was funny. I thought that was nuts. But um yeah, when we get to it, man, so you know, had a had a little route around. I found the album. I'm digging the album for sure. I think um I don't know. I don't I don't know what my my favorites are. I'm definitely feeling um I'm definitely Feeling like this one. Yeah, I can do You know, a hot track, but then also I'm kind of digging uh, seven one three. But, you know, I think the big thing is, it's just a consistent album. Just like, you know, from beginning to the end, you've just got that that feel all the way through it, you know. Um, I think, like, the production is just, the production is tight. Um, Lyrically, they're touching on a lot of different stuff. 
you know and so you know and the thing i think makes sense is that you know they talk like it's consistent you know you you hear things referenced that have been touched on in other places you know, especially on like when you listen to friends, like some of the people that are getting shouted out, you'd be like, yo, the yo, you know what I mean? They're definitely the people that have been in that clique for a while. You know, it's just, you can see how, how, you know, they bring everything together, how they keep certain people close, you know, they look after their peoples, man. You know, you, 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 um, yeah, see that in the lyrics, so you just listen to it, you hear the references, you know, Jay's talked about, you know, turning down the Super Bowl before, you know, I mean, we've heard about that, that that's been mentioned, it, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's the consistency of it, it just holds it completely together, so like, definitely an album that needs to be um, checked out, but I don't think it's for the people that just don't really want to pay attention to lyrics, yeah, because the production is tight. But yeah, if you don't listen to the lyrics, you're not getting the full picture. So um, you know, this is definitely for uh, the heads, really. I'd say, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling this album. Um, another thing that dropped though. So we've got um, Nazir. From Nas, man, though, you know, I wasn't expecting this, I did, you know, I hadn't heard anything, um, so it's like, you know, what, what Nas are we getting, that's the big thing, because, you know what, I, I really like Nas, I mean, Nas is a, a great lyricist, but Nas, his albums are just never consistent, you know, he, a, a big problem that he has is like finding good production because the production never really gels with the lyrical content so where um you know like just listen to um everything is love and everything kind of blends together well you know the the thing Nas seems to do. You you listen to a lot of his stuff, and you go lyrically lyrics are great, and you can be like, yo, the production is great. You like, but it doesn't work together, and that's always been a big problem. I feel, but I mean, this is a cons- this is a a decent album. You know, there's um, I think like. Some of my two of my favorite tracks on this album is White Label. So yeah, so there's white label. Um I think then Adam and Eve, man. Uh, 
the ghetto or fellow the more. Oh my God, they speak venomous on the boy. Oh my Lord, my enemy is fear and I'm sure. Oh my God, they want the end of me because I'm pure. I mean, you just listen to that. Just the production is great. Just the lyrics, just ride that. It's just, ah, that's just, that's what you want from Nas. You know what I mean? That's, that's just great. Like, I don't know. The first track, it's like, uh, I think it's like, um, I think Puffy did produce it. Not for radio. Not really. It's all right, but it's not great. Cop shot the kid. It just, I mean, the production irritates me. Yeah. And, um, not really feeling bonjour neither. But, all in all, this is a good, this is a good album. It's a nice return from Nas, man. So, yeah, you definitely, um, definitely worth checking out, I would say. So, yeah. If you, um, if you're on Apple Music, Spotify, any of those, man, definitely check out Nazir and Everything Is Love because both albums just solid, just great solid albums, you know. Oh, so, um, went to another comedy gig this week, so it was. Uh, Radio 4 have um, their new comedy awards So it was just the heats So it was the second round of heats And and they were up the creek And um, let's listen to a little something, shall we? So I've just, um, just been to the up the creek comedy club in Greenwich for uh, BBC Radio 4's new comedy award heat. Yeah, it was the uh it was I think it was the second heat. Um and yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun, you know. Uh, there was what was it? There was 10 10 comedians doing um 5 minute sets, 5 in the first half, 5 in the second half, and uh, May Martin was the compare, which is um, yeah, she's always good fun. I think, I think she was the compare the last time I went to um, the awards in uh, uh, the up the creek. So yeah, no, it was alright. Um, yeah, I think the winner was a bit of a surprise, really. Well, I mean, I thought it was um, wasn't bad, but I I definitely didn't have them. Uh, Pegged for it, um, but uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, every every everyone really did do uh, solid sets. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of odd ones, but they were still solid, you know. So it was it was definitely an interesting evening. Because the award it's for um, anyone that's been doing comedy for under five years so um yes yeah, interesting it's kind of like it gives you that kind of insight into things be like okay so if i do a few more sets i could be there you know so um there's definitely something to it gives you something to uh to work towards though 
I don't know if it's about awards and all of that kind of thing, you know, hey, it's just going to be seeing where this trip takes, takes me really, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a fun Tuesday, is it Tuesday? Yeah, it is Tuesday, ha, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun Tuesday night, so, uh, yeah, we'll see what the rest of this week holds, right? It was a fun night, you know, um, for me, I have to say, I thought that I would have given the night to, um, Riordan DJ, I mean, that's how you pronounce it, but, um, you know, it was, there was some, definitely some good comics here, like Kate Sadler, she was good, um, Esther Manito, Kansu Karabanik and um, Isa Bonachera. Yeah, all solid. All really, really solid, funny. Yeah, they were all good. But, you know, that's not saying the others weren't good. Like Rosie Holt, Joe Hibbs, Hobbs, um, Harry Carr. Ada Camp and Matt Hutchkinson. So yeah, I think it was a good night. It was um yeah, some solid solid laughs. Um yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you you see and you just well for me anyway, it was just like I could see um a st- you know, the next stage to um, kind of aim for that kind of spot. It's just like look, you just feel, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got my, um, I've got my set. So you know, if if all I need is some to get out of more, do a few more spots, just so you just get that feel. Because that, I mean, that's the main thing. It's just getting the feel of the stage. Um, and being comfortable, being fully comfortable up there, because you know, it, it, I mean, it's just you get that rush when you're standing there. Um, I was gonna say, and you can see the crowd in front of you, but that ain't ever gonna happen. But um, you know, I can't even see the front friggin' row. It's just uh, yeah. So no crowd work from me. But um, yeah. But it's just that adrenaline rush you get. But you know that you just need to do it a few more times to really be able to find your voice. Because you know, because I think you write and you write and you write, but you're you know, especially at the beginning, you're still really trying to find the the purest way to deliver. You know, you don't want to be aping anyone else's style or anything like that. And so you're just thinking, okay, so how how am I delivering these jokes? Like, oh, you know, what inflection do I put here? How, uh, yeah, how how am I ending this? I'm gonna, like transitioning to the next one. And you know, from from this night, you can see that these guys, they you know, they've been doing it for probably about five years. And they were, for the most part, comfortable with that. 
So it's just like, yeah, okay. So I just figured, right, I need to get out more. I need to do stuff. It was a pain, though, because I've just found that, you know, instead of just being able to go on the night, you have to book, it seems, in London. Yeah, so I have to try and book a load of sets and then just hopefully everything is all right on the night and I can make it. Um, and there isn't any other issues coming up, but, um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm working on, but I did finish my, uh, submission, um, so, yeah, I, I finished that, uh, the Prostitute Trilogy, yeah, and, and I feel the crazy thing is, so I'm writing it, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's all stuff that legitimately happened, you know, all, like, three crazy incidents with, um, yeah, with prostitutes, (laughs) like, um, but not as you may think, let me just put that out there, but, um, yeah, so I'm writing this thing, I'm trying to remember, all right, so how did this actually happen, or, like, what happened, and you're writing it, and you're, you know, you're chuckling, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, man, when that happened, boom, 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 um, but I sent it to um, a few friends, and you know because you're just you always think is like is this actually funny? That's that's a big thing when you're writing it. You you're laughing, but you're thinking, am I just a joke whore? You know what I mean? Am I just laughing at whatever? Uh, like is this shit really? Is it actually funny? You know, um, but oh, I have to give it. My friend is she just. She came back straight away. She's just like, oh, yeah, no, it was funny. And I laughed and it was great. She did correct my grammar. <laughs> but that's her thing. And it's all good because, yeah, I, I, I can't be submitting something just full of mad mistakes and everything like that. But it was just like when someone else comes to you and it's just like, yeah, your stuff made me laugh. It's just like you just think. Oh shit, okay. Alright, I'm doing it right. Nice. And so um yeah, that 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 was definitely a nice little boost. You know, it was a big a really uh, mad appreciation for the help with it. So now it's just a waiting a waiting game and um we will see what happens because yeah, I think if it gets picked uh, that will be pretty big, well, pretty big ain't even the thing, man, it'll be incredible, um, so yeah, man, just, you know, it's just a fingers crossed with that one, really, so, um, yeah, here's, here's hoping, and, um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I probably rabbited on for quite enough, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, but I have to say, because, God damn it, you know, I I, I, I mentioned last week, you know, I've, I've been doing HelloFresh, I've been doing HelloFresh for a year now, and um, it's just been, you know, as I said, it's just like, it's made my life so much easier, because my memory is ridiculous, and it just means that I don't have to make multiple stops to the um, supermarket, 
to buy things and um, try and remember what the hell I'm eating and cooking and then spending too much money on other random shit. But, you know, the meals are great. But this week, ah, oh, I had, I, I, you know, I cooked the best thing yesterday. And, um, yeah, I did charred halloumi wraps and they tasted so damn good. God damn, I don't know what it is about halloumi, but it's just, ah, oh, it's that, just that little different kind of cheese flavour. Um, I, you know, I, I know, <laughs> I, I've got one friend, she hates cheese, can't do cheese, so I know she won't appreciate this, but, you know, if you, look, I, I, I would highly recommend making yourself some charred halloumi wraps, because it's just a killer. You know, they they just tasted so good. Just get some, was it some lettuce, some carrot, you know, just chop that up nice. Um, some chili jam in. I use coconut yogurt because I don't do uh, dairy kills me, and so I I used um coconut yogurt, chili jam. They mix that into the lettuce and the carrot. So mix it up all nice. Uh, yeah, just fry the halloumi, chop the halloumi up, of course, fry it a few minutes on each side, then, um, you know, warm, warm your, uh, warm your wraps up in the frying pan, and then just put that together, and you, my friend, have got a kick-ass meal, you're welcome, but, um, you know, if you don't want all the hassle of, uh, you know, finding all the friggin' ingredients yourself. Just sign up for Hello Fresh, man. There's plenty of deals online. Boom. And you're sorted. Okay. So, yeah. This has been episode three. Oh, you know what? I probably should mention, right? Because um, I know there's going to be a load of people being like, oh, I can't believe you talked about, you know, bullying. And he just, you know was so nonchalant about that I can talk about bullying I can be nonchalant I've been bullied yeah that's what I mean people look at me now and think yo the K-man got bullied no well yeah I got bullied you know what I mean hey it's the reason I don't even watch football anymore because I went to see oh god what was it it was Arsenal v and it's Blackburn, Arsenal v Blackburn, and I got harassed for the whole game, and then chased out the stadium, I was probably about, ugh, like 11, yeah, I, was, I think I was probably about 11 or something, I went up to this game with a couple of peoples I knew, 11 or 12, you know, I was young. And, like, I just got chased out the frigging stadium by these grown men. Just tattooed up, you know, Union Jacks, all of that bullshit. And, um, ever since, yeah, I was like, fuck football, man. So, yeah, don't watch football, man. But, yeah, every day, like, harassment. I got buried in the frigging snow one time, you know. I didn't really help myself. I used to just, yeah, probably talk too much um but yeah shit you know i i've been through my 
trials and tribulations. So I feel I can talk on this shit. And as I said, look, it ain't nice. It ain't, you know, people do that shit. But in all of those situations, if I could have just pressed a, a block button and that shit would have gone away, hey, that would have been something. But that's not how it works, is it? So, you know, real life bullying sucks. Online bullying, get the fuck out of here. And I'm out, man. Come back for episode four. We're going to be talking more comedy. We're going to be talking film. We're just going to keep it rolling, keep it flowing, keep it fly as ever. You know what I mean? All right. Take it easy. Oh shit, but before I go, yeah, there's <laughs> a thing, um, there is a film, I, do, there, I, I did see a film, so let's, um, let's touch on that, yeah? Okay, so, um, you know, unfortunately, no film again this week, but I did see a film this week, um, well, it's a recommendation from a friend, I don't know if I can call him a friend anymore because, boy, this film he recommended was not good. It wasn't a good film. Now, I, I, I think most of my people, they know the type of films that I like to watch. I like films that look at the, you know, the human situation. Something a little deep, something that says something. You know, some people might call it a chick flick. I do not. But, um, yeah. So, now he recommended The Big Sick. It, and, and supposedly, you know, I'd heard some, heard rumours, I'd heard rumblings that this was a decent film. Um, Oscar nominations and awards and all of that. It's also got Zoe Kazan in. And, um, yeah, I kind of like her. She's kind of, she, she's been in some okay stuff. So, um, yeah, so I put this film on and... Um, Oh gosh, um, you know, I, I guess it's been out for a while, so I can, I can probably talk about it. It's about a guy who, um, who's a, who, you know, he's a, he's trying to be a stand-up comedian. Um, he's Pakistani, um, now living in America, trying to make the dream and all of that kind of business, um. And he meets a girl, Zoe Kazan. Uh, yeah, they start a little thing. But while this is going on, his parents are trying to organise an arranged marriage for him. Yeah, I know. You have probably seen this film before. Well, this setup anyway. It's, it's not exactly new ground that we're walking down here. And, um,. The thing is, she then discovers that he's been going on all of the meeting these uh, Pakistani girls because um, he's got all their pictures and stuff in a box for some reason. Who knows? Um, and when they she confronts him about it, he gets all a bit aggy and um, tries to throw the blame on her a bit. Then they split up. Time goes on. We don't actually know how much time. But she suddenly gets ill. 
she goes into hospital, gets worse, and they have to put her into a coma. Now, he, her friends call him up. Not really sure why. But um, he goes down to the hospital. He has to sign a form to let them put her in his coma. Her parents turn up, and then it becomes this whole thing. Um, and the weird thing is, it, it's it's just like, look, they're trying to tell this this story, this love story, right? That, you know, supposedly breaks down these barriers. And it's about love being greater than... I don't know, I guess, like, stereotypes and perception. But the, the the thing about the story is it doesn't really... It's very surface level because it doesn't address some of the pressing things I feel that are here. Like, you know, he is supposedly... I don't know if in love, but he's got supposedly got all these feelings for this girl, Zoe's character, Emily Garner, I believe it is, and um, but he's still meeting these other girls, and when she confronts him about it, she um he um he's just like oh well you know I never thought it was gonna work and I'm you know I have to really marry a Pakistani girl so my parents are like my family I'd lose my family and blah, 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 blah. so if this is what he thinks it really makes the beginning part of the film a bit odd because it at first it's portrayed like he is really looking for something with this girl. Now, if he has no real intentions, because, you know, he doesn't want to leave his family and all of this stuff, then, you know, she's basically his little fuck buddy, and he he, he wouldn't have any other deeper feeling for her. But it's kind of it's kind of shown like he's got all these feelings. Then all of a sudden he doesn't have these feelings. Because yeah, as soon as they split up, he's just there out meeting other chicks, banging bare other chicks. Which is very odd. Because you mean it's going from one extreme to the other. And they've split up. They've been split up for a period of time. He's at the hospital. And then all of a sudden, now she's in a coma. He's all like, oh, um, no, it's my girlfriend's in a coma. Oh, I feel sad. My girlfriend's ill. Bah, 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 bah. It's like, homie, make up your damn mind. It's like the dog um, with the bony thing. You know, the one... He looks in the mirror. No, he doesn't look in the mirror. The dogs don't look in mirrors, do they? The dog, he looks in the river, sees another dog with a bone. He thinks, I want that bone. Drops his bone. And then the bone in the dog with the river disappears. You know, yeah, it's a parable. Parable? It's a thingy thing. You know, things. Yeah, we were told them at school. It's one of those. Fable, probably. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But... 
what I'm saying is this story, it's surface level, it doesn't tread any new ground, and it's just, yeah, it, 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 it's just weird. It lives in this bullshit fairy tale that, you know, these things like happen everything works in a certain way and it's all happy in the end because you know she come oh of course she gets worse then she suddenly gets better from a suggestion that he makes jesus christ it's like please van write something new here so he feels he get better then she um is all oh no but you know you said what you said and we don't we shouldn't get back together and then at the very end they're back to basically they're back together because he moves to pursue his bullshit career as frankly none of the jokes he was telling were any good anyway but um i ain't hating but um so he goes to new york to pursue his comedy career and then at the very end of the frigging film, she's followed him to New York. It's just like, what the fuck is that? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I just felt the film was very disappointing. It was very surface level. It didn't really show me much at all. But I will say the best thing about the film, Holly Hunter as Emily's mum. Holly Hunter was great. And Ray Romano was good as well. Uh, yeah, say Ray Romano and Holly Hunter were the standouts of this film. Everything else kind of sucked. It should have been called The Big Suck, not Sick. But um, yeah, that is um, yeah, that 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 was the last film I saw. So I am uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna try and see The Incredibles soon. Um. And uh, we will get to having some, you know, proper new film reviews for you. Uh, yeah, because, you know, that was the promise. But, uh, yeah, well, let's talk about something else, right? And now I really am out. I'm done. This has been another great fun episode. And I will see you all next week. All right, take it easy.